Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome to the Camping Show. This is C.W. Getz. And Jesse Free. It is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. And outside, we've got a 25-degree windy evening here in Arlington, Illinois, with a little snow on the ground. Well, we invite our listeners in the U.S. to call or text with a question for tonight's guest. International listeners can use WhatsApp to call or text for free. Our number here is 815-663-7782. That's 815-663-7782. If you'd like to become a sponsor of The Camping Show, you can visit W4CYRadio.com. Select marketing and mention The Camping Show. Well, we've got a great show for you here this evening. Tonight's show is Adventuring with Purpose with our special guest, Teresa Cordy. Jesse, tell us a little bit about Teresa, will you? Sure. 24-year-old Switzerland native, climber and journalist, Teresa Cordy lives in Chamonix, France, which is just below the highest peak in Europe, the Mont Blanc. With an education in fashion design, Teresa was involved in that industry up until about a year ago when she decided to change course in order to pursue her passion of rock climbing. Teresa is currently a presenter and an assistant producer at EpicTV.com. Her latest feature is the documentary Stories Behind the Climb, which is part of the bi-weekly series Climbing Daily, as seen on YouTube. This particular documentary features professional climbers as well as unsponsored climbers sharing their respective stories on camera. Well, with that, welcome to the show, Teresa. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Welcome. So you're coming to us uh, tonight all the way from France, or as you say, France, yeah? La France. (laughs) La France. Yeah, I stink at that. I'm not very good. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to ask you, don't give you our weather. So what's your weather over there in in France tonight? Right now, well, it's quite snowy. Uh, It's definitely freezing temperatures, um, but it looks good for tomorrow, so... Good excited deal. yeah and you know it's it's actually we should tell everyone this it is 11 well that's actually now past just three minutes past midnight 
for you. And yeah. Trent. Thank you for staying up with this and right? to be on the air live. Thank Actually, you so yeah. much. Very cool. Very cool. I Appreciate took a power nap. <laughs> <laughs> Good. There you go. Awesome. Hey, for almost prevention, we wanted to give a shout out to Maya Marzaki in Brazil. I forgot to do that earlier. So yes. Hope Hello. you're listening down there, Maya. Yep. So, Teresa, you're originally from Switzerland, but you've also lived in Italy and Holland before ending up in France, which is where you are now. Were each of these moves a result of being in the fashion industry? No, no. They were a result of uh, my family, I guess. Okay. Because I moved to Holland when I was 12, and then I I kind of wanted, well, at 18, I wanted to go to uni and kind of come get back closer uh, to Switzerland where, where my dad lives. And uh, so I decided to go to Milan, to Italy. And then I stayed there a couple of years. And yeah, now now I'm in France, but I moved here because um, I changed job and, and now I work sure. for Epic TV, which is, based, which is based here in France. So uh, different reasons, but um, yeah, all quite life-changing moves, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lived in Italy. Very cool. Yeah. That's where my, pe- that's where my people are from. <laughs> I love it. Very, very cool. So how long have you been involved in the climbing? Um, I'm coming up on three years now since since I did like, I don't know, since I went climbing outdoors for the first time. And I have like my anniversary, well, set on the on the 5th of February, which is a bit silly. But um, I guess <laughs> no, I, guess, I think I, that's great. Yeah, I guess it's just one of those things, you know, that that you care about. So you do have like an an anniversary, a memory from it. Uh, But yeah, it's almost three years. And right now with COVID and this year was just, well, not ideal uh, for climbing because I didn't do that much. So I think my climbing changed, the way I've been training changed. Um, But yeah, you know. It's been three amazing years, and uh, I think it's, you know, one just one of those things that I'm going to keep on doing for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's awesome. Very We're cool. celebrating, I think. Yeah, very cool. Very <laughs> cool. Well, Teresa, I've seen people, I've seen people fall while they're doing what I would call roped climbing. You know, yeah. Like they're climbing up with the rope. You know, and, and of course, I realized that ropes actually serve to create like a, something called a controlled fall. Yes. But it, it still looks rather scary because, it, you know, if that anchor that you've placed in the in the wall comes out, you, you're going to fall a lot further than you expected, I'm sure, right? I mean, that's just um, like, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the type of climbing that I prefer is is lead climbing, and that is with a rope. Might I add, yeah, I don't I don't climb without ropes or things like that, unless it's yeah. bouldering, which bouldering, again right. is... Bouldering, um, yeah. Well, so... Um, Doing the rope climbing, have you ever had any like frightening incidents, like you know, scary stuff happen to you while you're doing climbing like that? I mean, it's part of it. <laughs> it's it's part of it, and it's it's something that um, you learn. You learn at the gym how to fall. You practice uh-huh. the falls and then outside. Like I think it's it's a healthy part of the sport in a way that you learn how to face your fears. Um, and, and falling is definitely part of it. You know, a a foot slips, you get too tired and you just need to fall down. But yeah, about scary falls. I personally had this summer. I, yeah, I, I I had a pretty bad fall. Um, and, uh, it's cause I jumped dynamic 
quickly to well yeah I jumped towards a hold so there was a bit of rope out um and it just wasn't a controlled fall and uh I kind of flipped upside down but everything was fine I didn't hit anything like I kind of just bounced but yeah you know that's what a rope is for that's what your partner is for as well to like Uh you know control the situation as much as you can I can see me bouncing off my face off the rock, you know, coming down like one bam. So do you always wear a helmet like when you when you're climbing or sometimes you do, sometimes you don't? How does that work? Yeah. um, So basically, uh, while sport climbing or or lead climbing, it's kind of a 50 50 thing. Like people prefer not to. And uh, I've definitely learned without a helmet. But then over this year, I've been a bit more aware of it at work when we got to film I kind of was keen to start wearing a helmet uh, because we do when we do longer routes, we do while we we alpine climb. So why not also wear it uh, at the crag? But again, you know, it's I I try to keep I try to wear it um, and it's good costume, too. Um, But yeah, so it's definitely uh, it's definitely something to keep in mind. Yeah, I imagine it's probably like wearing a uh, a PFD, what we call it, you know, a life life jacket while you're canoeing. You know, you always right. say, well, yeah. it's yeah. not that deep. I'll be fine, you know. Yeah. But but like one of our one of my uh, frequent guests on the show said, always wear it. You know, always wear it because you never know. You never know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's like why not? You know, like it doesn't weigh anything. It just keeps you protected. There are some counter arguments. I mean, that I don't want to bring up. Honestly, you can get tangled in and, and things like that in the in oh, the yeah. house. Oh. But I mean, you can get tangled up with anything. Honestly, so yeah, um, why not wear a helmet? Yeah, sure. Good practice. How, how far? So when you said you fell, how far did you fall? I mean, I'm just curious. How far is the typical fall? Is it like 20 feet or 10 feet or 50 feet or what is it actually? Well, I, I don't speak feet. I got to pull uh, Google Oh, that's, 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 right. that's right. There you go. That's yeah, right. Uh, not, no, but, yeah. not in America. <laughs> no, but I fell about um, six to seven meters, maybe. Maybe that's an exaggeration. Five for sure. But yeah. that's because um, basically I was probably one meter, one and a half above the last piece of protection and then so that doubles the amount of of meter of the fall oh yeah and then obviously there's some elasticity in the rope uh so that adds to the fall um but yeah it was one of those fall like that bad fall i had it was one of those falls that i had enough time to think when am i gonna stop (laughs) yeah right right (laughs) that's a scary feeling it's gotta be like yeah it's gotta be like a little bit like the first part of Jumping out of an air, skydiving, jumping on the airplane. It's a little yeah, I don't want to try that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stomach is up in your throat, you know, like kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, like bungee jump, right? Okay, so let me ask you this: what, What's your personal fear factor? You know, like your, you know, risk level, like your fear factor, risk level of comfort. Like, you know, what? How how daring do you get? Um, it depends. It depends in what on certain things. I'm. I'm aware I'm I'm very careful. For example, like skiing, like I went skiing today. Like I've been skiing a bit more since it since it snowed. Mm-hmm. I just I don't go fast. I I like that type of adrenaline, but I don't really want to engage with it because I'm I am I am scared that I will 
you know, blow my knee or mm-hmm. just anything. Like I am scared of a bad fall while skiing because I guess I'm not willing to risk my health in doing that sport. But then while climbing, I just think it's the coolest thing ever. Like rarely I've been actually scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 it's climbing. It's a lot of mental game as well. Like there have been a couple of situations where you know you have to keep your cool. You I had to think clearly. So I don't know. My fear factor is is well calculated. I'd say. Oh, yeah, that's uh, really <laughs> Yeah. No, that's really smart that you mm-hmm. do that. You know, you're not but, like, uh, you know, you're not fearless and just go out there and throw caution to the wind and. Bam. No, 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 no. I'm definitely not fearless. But then again, I do. You know, there are there are some situations which I've been in that were, you know, sketchy. But as you know, I still taught them true. Um, I knew I was there and doing what I was doing for some reason. So yeah, like I'm not an adrenaline junkie. Climbing, yeah. I gotta say, it's not an adrenaline sport because it's just kind of slow. <laughs> um, <laughs> See, you have the same term over there that we do, adrenaline junkie. I love that. That's exactly. I watched a show last night where those people are just doing some crazy stuff, and I'm thinking, wow, what happens when one little slip? But you're, but you're, you're wise about that. You don't, you don't throw caution to the wind like that. You're careful about it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I think it's well. It's something that I guess my parents kind of tried to install in me and my sister that um, to be a bit fearful about things. So I feel like I kind of had to work through that as well. Like certain fears installed in me. But now, yeah, like climbing is is definitely my thing. And um, and I'm also willing to not risk it, but, you know, I'm willing to take some, um, some calculated. challenges, yeah. calculated risk. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, you mentioned skiing uh, before the show. We were talking a little bit briefly and and you saw some tourists on the slope today, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, they were like so, obstacles, so, weren't they? Yes. <laughs> No, what are you people doing out here? You're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, you're yeah. traveling with the COVID thing going on. Yeah. It's just funny. <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. Chamonix, yeah, Chamonix is, is an amazing place to live. It's it's definitely a weird town. Like it it is a ski town. So there are a lot of tourists right now. Um, but yeah, like it was cute to see some people learning to ski and things. Um <laughs> They're cute yeah, until they get in your way, right? Really- <laughs> get out of my way. <laughs> You're going to kill me here. Yeah. But again, good practice. It's like dodging threes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, Teresa, as a female climber, have you experienced any obstacles or difficulties within the climbing community that you've had to overcome? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's a bit like that in everything for females I gotta say not to be on like the defensive side or right. the side. <laughs> but yeah like the first time I went to a gym you know the the guys the girls ratio was one to ten I think and then more recently I've, I've, I've honestly seen uh more women getting into it and I feel now it has balanced a bit more since it is getting more popular but yeah, they're just like, I don't know if it's a personal thing, but I always feel I need to prove myself so much more, which is ridiculous because like everybody just does as best as they can, I guess. 
but yeah, when I started climbing, um, I always went with like better climbers anyway. And I always felt I needed to play catch up, which, which, you know, I'm still at that point. I'm, I'm, I'm still a punter in, in no way. Um, like in no way I'm, I'm physically strong enough or, or good enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, like female specific challenges, it's just the thing of like proving yourself and sure, right. and having, you know, and having to show off, not show off, but like having to show you can, you can keep up as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And I've heard it so many times as well. It's like, oh, it's fine. You can't do that move because you're a girl or <laughs> like. They really say that to you? Not like really... a jokingly way, but yeah, <laughs> like of course, but yeah. of saying of course, it's unfortunate. Yeah. But, you know, I think people overall hopefully are just getting a bit more aware to, you know, be kind to one another. Yeah. <laughs> right. Be accepting um, of, of that for sure. Yeah. I let those comments yeah. just fuel my fire. When I hear things <laughs> like that, I'm like, oh, then watch me. <laughs> watch yeah, this. Yeah, right. And I think yeah. when you when you go with people that are better or what you would might consider, hey, they're a little bit above my my level. I think that kind of helps to to motivate you and push you, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. But yeah, like I've heard that thing of like, you're not strong enough or you're never going to be strong enough. This, this guy once told, like I had this in climbing, there are just different grades. So it's like different objectives you have over time. And, um, as soon as I got into it, you know, I got into the grades. I wanted to progress through the grade, through, mm-hmm. through the grades. And I was progressing quite quickly in the sense that I have a background in, in gymnastics, like mm. physically I am a bit advantaged. So I think I had this goal. I had this goal for a climbing holiday and I was like, oh, let's, uh, I said it out loud, you know, like, I wish I could do this grade. And he goes like, yeah, you're not quite there yet. Like, you know, it, it takes <laughs> time. Yeah. And it was just one of those things like, I want to prove you wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like, I'm going to do myself a favor and actually do it, but yeah. also to prove you wrong. That's and right. That might not be the best optic, but like, and, and then, and then that, and then I went on that holiday and that grade came like right away. Like I didn't have to even try to root once or like once or twice. Yeah. It just, it just did it. And right. it was, but then again, it was like, re, I don't know. And overall, I reassured myself I could do it and that I don't really need to listen to that anyway. Right. Right. That's you know, awesome. You got a, kind of a twofer Good there. Job. Yeah. You get approved it to yourself and you go, hey, take that, mister. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you mentioned a gym, uh, background in gymnastics. And I have to tell you, since I saw some of the pictures that you, uh, the posts on Instagram, and I'm I'm looking at these, I'm going, man, she's quite a contortionist. I mean, you really <laughs> get some moves up. Yeah. I'm like, how do you move? Like, how do you bend like that? You know, twist like, now nah, it explains it. Now I understand. Yeah. If you got a background in gymnastics. That has to be a huge advantage, I would think, right? Yeah, yeah. I did it when I was when I was small, like until I was ten, probably. Yeah. And uh, and after that, actually, in high school, we tried to start a very American thing of a cheerleading club. <laughs> <laughs> so I picked, it, I picked it up again. That's cool. Yeah. I picked it up again That's there, cool. and. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's it's just one of the sports that really like disciplines you, you know, like you have to learn a skill, you have to practice the skill a million times. Take um, and it just 
take instructions, yeah. But also you have to cope with, you know, disappointment. And uh, and yeah, there's, I mean, it helped me a lot now while climbing because well, I'm, I'm really not flexible, but there are certain characteristics of like balance and, and certain movements that I do recognize mm-hmm. um, or I guess muscle memory recognizes. So yeah, it's, it's sort of an advantage. Yeah, good deal, good deal. Well, you know, I'm guessing that many women, you know, would would give the right arm to have a career in the fashion industry like you did, you know. However, you decided to leave that industry for a career in the climbing community. So, I mean, like, how did that how did that transition come about? Because it it seems like such a diverse change in careers. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it was a total a total one eighty. Yeah, like I was, I don't know. I studied fashion design. I I wanted to do that for a while. And I always had this allure towards uh, fashion magazines and the whole industry. And uh, yeah, you know, I started working. I did, I even did like fashion week in, in Milan and Paris and I was oh, working awesome. in showrooms. Um, it's like big time, man. That's the yeah, big time stuff. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it didn't feel quite real. Um, you just and, said it so nonchalant. Just, oh, well, I kind of just did this thing. And you know, <laughs> Sophia, Sophia Levin and I used to hang, you know, whatever. No big deal. It's not a biggie, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, it was such, it was such a weird time um, because it was one of those, well, this was almost like two years ago now, like fashion week. That My last one was probably two, two years and a half ago. It was just one of those periods in my life where it was like, go, go, go. Don't think about it. You know, just like seize every opportunity, go with it, uh, which was great because, mm-hmm. you know, it. I found a lot of confidence in it as well. And uh, I worked a bit for a showroom. I worked for I, I was an assistant to a fashion designer. So I was exposed to to many things, um, to many clients. I got to speak kind of all the languages, which, which was great. Um, but yeah, like at a certain point, it just, I don't know, it just didn't make sense anymore. And I wanted a way out. I want a way out from, from the city, from Milan. I, I wanted a way out from, from my relationship and, and I looked for a way out and then, um, yeah, I applied for an internship at Epic TV and, uh, and took it and, and, you know, didn't think twice about moving, moving to Chamonix and just trying, trying out a change. Yeah. Good for you. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you mentioned something there that um, you said, I want to get out of the city. Now, I, it's just it's pretty common. I guess maybe it's just me. But I hear a lot of ladies going, no, I love the city. Oh, I love the city. Yeah. Just love the city. And I suppose that's probably because everything that. Uh, you know, they like is in the city, right? Yeah. But there are those who say, no, get me out of there. You're, you're one of the very few that I know. And I think that's commendable because, um, you know, when you get out uh, outdoors, as we all know, the outdoors is good for us, you know, psychologically, yes, uh, you know, mentally and physically both. And so you recognize that and said, yeah, that's where I want to be. So kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I, I mean, I loved Milan. I, I, I can't wait to go see my friends again and all of that. And living in a city, there is so much more culture. You know, there is the thing of a rainy day, you go to a museum. 
um, or, you know, all the restaurants, all the food that you want is right there. Yeah. But yeah, I like this time last year, I, I was living this, this, this life, I guess, of being feeling stuck for five days in a row and then mm-hmm. get those two amazing days. <laughs> I'm out of here. And, I can't go. Yeah. 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 And it's just, I don't and know. They fly by. They fly by. And then on Monday evening at the gyms, at the gym, you're already talking about plans for the weekend. Oh, right. Like, yeah. so true. That's, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, like I understand work and stuff in the city. Um, but, yeah, just I just needed something different. Sure. No, yeah, very cool. Uh, Teresa, would you say that climbing has had any effect on you by way of personal development? Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned before, I guess it gave me it gave me a lot of confidence. Okay. And uh, I guess because it is because I face my fears. Because sure. I have become like physically stronger as well I mean I feel physically stronger like I am still tiny and 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 don't I'm not like a muscly person or anything uh but I do feel physically stronger fitter overall Mm-hmm. Um, Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and more to the point is, like, I met so many amazing people. I get to climb with some of my best friends. I get to share incredible adventures with uh, with my boyfriend. Like, it's just, yeah, living all these adventures in the mountains. You know, they, it mm-hmm. does it does it does teach a person something. At least it taught me. I feel it taught me a lot about about life, about people, also just about being patient with uh, with myself, with others. And it's a learning process. Like, that's why I want to, like, improve my climbing because I think I need to for work. Uh, but I also, <laughs> I also, you know, I also just want to because it just, it just opens up so many things. Um, so, yeah, I think overall it, it made me, it made me more confident. It gave me a different type of confidence as well. It's like, of a, it's more of a thing of like, oh, I know I got you. Like, I got you because, mm-hmm. yeah, you're strong enough. Right. It sounds like it kind of keeps you striving for more. You prove yourself yeah. physically, then you prove yourself mentally that you can overcome yeah. challenges. I imagine that kind of overlays through a lot of things in life then when you tackle Definitely. those challenges. Cool. Yeah. You, know, you think you think that uh, you, you think your personality might have changed a little bit when you got out of the city and into the 
uh, into the outdoors. There's an oxymoron. But but when you went, you know, when you changed kind of lifestyles, do you think that actually maybe just changed your, I guess, your uh, outlook on life? You think that changed a little bit too with it? I think I calmed down a lot. A Not less that stress. Yeah, not that I'm a frantic person or anything like that. I mean, I'm a disaster. I forget everything everywhere. I never know where my keys are. Um, well, we have that in common. I can yeah. relate with that as well. <laughs> Good. Like, well, then you also know, it's just like, about that, I cannot do anything. Like, I've just accepted that. Like, one through three doesn't work. Because you, yep, you change jackets, you change bags, like, and that's uh -huh. it. You're, you're done. <laughs> but yeah, moving through the mountains was definitely calming yeah. and uh, I don't know it's just everything has a different pace as well um but then again I do feed so much of my energy from the people around me so obviously the people mm -hmm. that I met here you know are a friend like in the way of you always need to do something you always need to be climbing skiing paragliding like you always have to be busy because or else you miss out on the mountains yeah um absolutely. and but you know that flips in the city where uh it's the other way around of like oh you missed this or that i can't explain right that. right <laughs> yeah. you know i'm i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip a question at you here that, that um uh so let me ask you a question. how how tall are you because you mentioned you weren't that tall you weren't that big how tall are you Ooh, i don't know in feet but i'm 163 which is I kind of don't want to make her more publicity, but which is yeah, Jesse's, height. Jesse's doing some conversions <laughs> how, here. Yeah, one sixty three. What? One sixty three centimeters. Was it centimeters? Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to do that, and there's a reason I'm asking this. It's a. Uh, it's a five foot four. So you're five foot four. So that's yeah. That's okay. That's not real tall. Do you think there's an advantage to being a little shorter? than say, well, six foot or five, nine or something like that. Do you think there's an advantage in your climbing to being a little shorter? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that that the uh, gymnastics definitely lent, you know, an advantage, uh, gave you an advantage rather uh, for climbing. But do you think the height is a little bit, or do you maybe you think, no, man, if you're taller, it's easier to reach for things and stretch and grab that little that rock that's a little higher, that ledge that's a little higher up. What, what do you think about that? I mean, I always do complain. I'm like, five centimeters away from a hold and i just wish <laughs> i just wish i was a little bit taller but i okay. do say that every time but i don't i don't think so it i don't think i kind of don't think it matters in climbing some of the best climbers in the world uh you know range from 160 to to 180 but uh, yeah you know you gotta play your own advantages and who's really tall, for example, has more difficulty in more compressed style routes or oh, boulders. Yeah. Just yeah. because, like, where do you put your limbs? Just because you have so <laughs> They're so them. long. Like <laughs> an orangutan or something, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and you think about it, too. If, if you, and I'm sure, you, you know, being a five foot or five four, you're, you don't weigh that much. I would think that that's less weight that you have to counter when you're pulling yourself up. You know what I'm saying? So that, yeah, I think that would work. Uh, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. But again, you know, like there's, well, I'm, I'm definitely skinny. Like I'll admit that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> there is advantages. I mean, it is, it is a, a, a weight, this strength ratio in climbing. Exactly. Um, yeah. But then obviously there's like muscle weight as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, when you start, like, I start 
climbing, like my body changed and I noticed it like fractionally, but still, you know, like, yeah, my body, I did definitely felt a body change, but in a way, like I realized I was light, but not heavy enough to be strong enough. So like putting on some weight is definitely, um, good as in muscle weight. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I'm going to shift gears here for a second. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you uh, kind of a personal question. Um, okay. do your Christian values, cause we, you know, we talked about this earlier in your Christian, do your Christian values play a role in how you incorporate your, your passion for climbing with your, your personal and professional life? Do you find that, uh, you know, how do you cor- incorporate both? Does that kind of work that in there somehow? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've read this somewhere, but there, I think there is a meaning why there, there's a cross on like every mountain summit or mm-hmm. anything like that. I noticed, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you do strive. I mean, I personally do strive to 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 reach the top and and in a weird way get closer to the heavens mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, or sure. any god. Sure. Um, I never thought of it that way. Yeah, and it's it's a weird concept because like yeah sure on on Sundays this is bad and I hopefully my dad won't listen to this but (laughs) (laughs) on Sundays I do I do prioritize going climbing rather than going to church but then you know there is that feeling of of getting to an anchor or passing a difficult a difficult section and saying like thank god it's just like mm-hmm. right and yeah. and it might just be the moment or it might just be the expression uh but i do certainly think about it and um and in life i don't know yeah i just like i guess um christianity cuz i'm roman catholic um yeah. I, I i just i kind of pick and choose the lessons but i think i pick and choose you know, the positive ones and the ones that make, oh, at least I try to be a better person because of certain values. Um, And maybe it's a bit of a modern way to pick and choose the things that you like and you don't. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. um, A lot of people, we all do, a lot of people do that. We all do Mm -hmm, that, right? Yeah. For sure. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's very commendable. Well, Dad, you can probably turn your radio back up now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Dad, come back and listen. (laughs) Um, Teresa, what qualifications does it actually take to become a climbing instructor? And would you ever consider becoming one yourself? Um, I considered it just because, you know, when you when you like when you really like something, you want to share it. So mm-hmm. climbing instructors get to share uh, your passion every day. At least that's how I see it. To become a climbing instructor, like at the gym and stuff. You do need a certain grade, but it's mostly you have to teach the safety aspect of it. So there are like courses that um, that, that make you climbing instructor. But then here in Chamonix, well, well all over uh, the world, there are uh, mountain guides. And that's, you know, that's different climbing. It's really out there climbing. And the tests for that uh, all over the world is is definitely more challenging, and you need a lot of requisites in um, in in mountaineering, in rock climbing, and uh, skiing, and just knowing the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I definitely never considered that in the sense that I, it's just a lot of time. It's like yeah. doing another uh, bachelor degrees, basically, um, mm-hmm. and and you need just need so much more experience and. Um, I might be late. I'm, I, I might be too late for that. And also it's just, you know, yeah, gotta, quite, yeah it, 
it, quite a bit involved there it sounds like it's, with the, it's with really the involving it's really involving because you have yeah. to bring like clients up mountains and have like the biggest respect for them but it mm-hmm. is a type of job that you know it's not i wouldn't describe it as the safest job in the world right um, yeah. <laughs> but well, again it's so fun right that's what yeah, makes it yeah. a challenge yeah exactly. and it's the coolest people ever who are mountain guides so <laughs> <laughs> that's good that's a good deal yeah well well so uh, Teresa, tell us more about your involvement in the climbing community with regard to social media and all the work that you're doing there. Right. So I work for Apple TV. That's uh, that's a shop, but we also have pretty um, a pretty big um, social media platform on on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we got TikTok going as well, mm. and. Um, and YouTube and YouTube, we do uh, YouTube videos. There are two main channels, so there, there's a lot of going on. There's a lot of socializing going on. But I guess what I'm trying to to bring is a bit of awareness, you know, with, with female climbers. And uh, I don't know, you know, I want to be in, involved in in cool stuff too. So yeah, right. uh, but we, um, I think we do our best to. Um, to show off also all different climbing of aspects because there are so many and, and it's a whole world that I'm discovering as well. Um, so, you know, getting to show that and to share that is is always nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So and and so this recent this most recent one here and I'm just looking back because this was part of the um, introduction here. Um, so you have both this last one is going to stories behind the climb. And and that you actually have, um, you have uh, professional climbers and unsponsored climbers. That's got to be yeah, interesting yeah. to work with both. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty cool. I mean, anything, um, you know, I'm sure that that some of the the climbers that aren't sponsored, that aren't actually professionals yet, are some of them are probably just there is is every bit as good as the professional ones. I'm sure you run into that, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's some people, you know, who prefer to be underground, who work a nine to five job and like crush it in the weekends. And, and, you know, people do approach us with these stories and, and, or or some of these people are really young, like. What's the youngest youngest climber you got? What's one that you work with? What's the youngest? Well, there's a video that came out in, in November with a young French climber called Theo. And he climbed like a super hard grade and he's just 10 years old. Wow. Holy cow. <laughs> and it's you know, just like, what were we doing at 10, you know? And it's so yeah. impressive. Nothing that impressive. <laughs> watching yeah, cartoons. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching cartoons. Okay, so wow. is this 10-year-old do things that people, you know, in their 20s are not doing or unable to do? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, hands Amazing. down, um, super hard route. People, dream, like... I dream to do a route that difficult and and I don't even know if it's possible in my lifetime type thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there are some incredible people out there with some incredible stories. And I do feel fortunate to have come into this team, which which does care about, you know, uncovering the stories and, and, and look for them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very cool. Awesome. Yeah. What sort of things would you like to see change or further develop within the climbing community oh uh loaded question (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) we get to the root of things here i really want to pick your brain (laughs) right right 
Uh, just I guess like like anything else, like inclusivity. I think we've seen a real uh, change this year um, with obviously the whole Black Lives Matter. Um, there have been a couple of movies on real rock as well, focused on on minorities. And uh, so it was, it was great to see that change. I do think we're headed in a positive direction because uh, it's the only way to go. Um, but yeah, so I just, I would, you know, I'd like to be part of that of that more inclusive um, audience or audience as well. Sure. Right. You mean like kind of creating a broader interest in, you know, like, like so many more people. Yeah. In, in yeah. And climbing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went, I went to an international school and when I got back from my first uh, like reunion type thing and I just started climbing then there was this group of friends and they were just like, oh, it's such a white people sport. Like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> believe you're climbing. Like, it's so white. <laughs> oh, that's wild. That I wouldn't so, even have thought that. Yeah. And that being the perspective, like, you know, right. Um, it's I was, I was about to say it's not like golf, but then there's Tiger, Tiger Woods. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It does seem like it's a There's, minority in, yeah, that, in so golf, many... though. Yeah, you see, yeah, you don't see too many black golfers or anything. I, you know, I never thought about that. I guess, but uh, there's stereotypes, I think, for yeah, for all of those different things, and it. Yeah, and maybe I just didn't look at it that way. You know, like thinking, trying to, you know, you focus on certain things, and I never, I never thought about that. But yeah, so they gave you a hard time about that, didn't they? Yeah, but in a jokingly <laughs> way, and then I. <laughs> I did manage to convince some friends back then to come with me to the gym. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it is a really, like, once you get into it, it is really an inclusive sport. Like, everybody is is up to, like, sharing, sharing beta, like, sharing moves, uh, sharing, like, where they went climbing or, or they'll take you with you. So it is a really inclusive, inclusive community. And mm-hmm. And I just don't want that to get lost with all, also like on social media, like just showing off like people and places. And and I think it the community itself is really tight knit. Everybody kind of knows each other because it's it. I feel I still feel small. Small community, um, yeah. right? Uh, but because of that, like it, it's it. I I just think it's so great. Like I've never felt that much included in something right away from the get go. You know, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I've, I've made that point here um, on the show in previous uh, episodes that, um, you know, the paddling community and the camping community are, are both like that. Everyone is so it's very inclusive and uh, welcoming. Yeah, yeah. There, there's there's not a lot of um, I, I don't see maybe there are, but I just don't see them. Uh, a lot of clickish stuff going, a lot of clicks and things like mm-hmm. that and discrimination. I don't see that. And I think, yeah. It, it sounds like it's the same thing in the climbing community with you guys. Yeah. That you see people welcoming and we'll go, hey, I'll, we'll share some moves. And, and even the paddling thing, you know, we're going to, okay, here, let me teach you a stroke or show you something. And people are very receptive to that. It sounds like, is that the same way it is then in the climbing community then, right? Yeah, yeah. I got to say just like, for example, I, well, I am half, I am half Filipino. Like I have been discriminated and stuff in the future. And future in the past. Oof. Well, hopefully not in the future. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> if you can predict that, um, you're doing pretty it. well. That's right. Hopefully, hopefully not. Hopefully it's going to happen not. on Tuesday, um, and I'm going to be ready for it. I'm telling you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. No, no, no. But that <laughs> has certainly happened in the future. And if, oh my God, can I speak? <laughs> um, that definitely happened in the past, and it just didn't happen in the climbing community so far. But I, I want to say just because it didn't happen to me, I'm not saying it's not happening. And, you know, I read comments online as well. Like, uh, I just wish people were kinder to each other, full stop. Um, do you see that sometimes, some negative stuff? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, like, I do I do, do a job. I do put myself out there. I, I had to come to terms with, with also, like, having things on the internet that are going to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Um but because of that, you know, like there, are, there, are, there has been some, some adversity. But again, you know, like I try to, I try to, to focus on the positive. Right, right. And I, I'm sure you way. get that with anything. I mean, there's always some adversity with anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Well, Teresa, from a personal aspect, here we go, personal again, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, where, where, where do you see yourself in your climbing career? in the next year, uh, in the next five years, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, are there any, you know, are there any aspirations of doing other things like having a family or maybe having a different role in the climbing community or where do you, where do you see yourself in five years with all that, uh, taken into account? Yeah. Loaded question. Um, <laughs> we like to load them up here. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. Um, no. Okay. In, in, I have my goal set for the next year in terms of of climbing grade, hopefully some some trips as well. Yeah. In the next five years, that means I'll be 29. Okay. Maybe family, not yet, just because uh why why not because <laughs> no, because I, I'm gonna leave that to my 30s, I guess. Um <laughs> yep. that's just yep. how I wanna see it also because I feel I still need my body to the max. Um, mm-hmm. But then again, you can climb while pregnant, and after pregnancy is fine as well. Um, people do climb but, pregnant? Yeah, yeah, this was yeah. yeah. Well, um, not like nine months, though, right? They're like not up there with like, <laughs> couldn't go into labor well, anytime. I think at that point, you have to climb sideways as well, because you can't really face the wall. Yeah, right. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I never knew that. I never thought about that. But so yeah, you can climb while you can climb while while being pregnant. I mean, it is it is like a, it is a safe. I'm gonna say like it is a safe sport if you take all the precautions. Yeah. Um, and there's certain ways to even to even like make it super safe, like without taking falls, like top roping. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like I always do kid around with my boyfriend, like about like children's names and things like that. Uh, but I guess that is for my thirties, and I do think my climbing then is gonna change because, like, I started alpine climbing, and uh, it is very cool. It's 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 incredible. Like, I got to live some incredible, incredible experiences. Um, but uh, you know, I've been in occasions where you know, like, one wrong footstep leads to yeah, not, not that. But you know, it, it leads to it leads to injury for sure. sure. Um, so I definitely, I'm, like, I'm well, like, I'm well aware. I don't ever want to put myself in that situation if I do have children. Right. Um, but yeah, I do. I do wish to have a family someday. Maybe not in the next five years. 
but yeah, so someday, why not? So, so I think, you know, I, I can see you doing this, like naming your children after rocks, like maybe. <laughs> That's, I thought you were going to say something similar well, to with it, joking with Kind of like the Flintstones, but, but not quite maybe that bad, but so, and I have to tell you, so my, my first name, you know, everyone calls me CW and I've been that since high school, but my first name is Craig. So, uh, as I understand it, that means steadfast rock. Now, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It could like have <laughs> negative implications, but whatever. So, so yeah, you can name your kid, your children um, after like different rocks, like uh, what Ruby? That's a stone, but you know things like that. That might be a possibility, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> she has some maybe. time to think about it. <laughs> I have them picked out. I'm one of those. Yeah. Well, you could we could you could name your kid Rock, like Hudson, like Rock Hudson, right? Just Rock, rock right out there. Yeah. I don't the think rock. they're going to be that yeah. happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll probably be a little resentful if you name them the wrong rock at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, Teresa, where can listeners go to learn more um, about you, Teresa Cordy, and your uh, social media presence in the climbing community, including the Climbing Daily Show? Right. So if you want to follow me or or Climbing Daily, well, you can follow me on teresa.corti uh, on Instagram. And then on YouTube, we have the Climbing Daily Show, and that's on Epic TV Climbing Daily. And then there's a main channel, which is just called Epic TV, and that's the name on Facebook as well. And on Instagram, we're at Epic TV Climbing. Okay. And uh, yeah, come follow us if, if you fancy climbing. Great. Thank you. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we want to thank you, Teresa, for being our guest here on the camping show. It, it certainly was a pleasure having you here this evening. Thank you for having me. You're very such welcome. It's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, and likewise. Yeah, same. Likewise, so, well, we hope you'll tune in next week when our guest will be wilderness expert and renowned author Cliff Jacobson as we discuss environmental ethics. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Camping Show. This is C.W. Getz. And Jesse Free. Reminding you, learn, learn more, more, do more. more. See you next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.